Kingsway Podcast. Welcome. Glad you're here. We have a special guest for you today uh, from Ryan's neck of the woods. Uh, Not really, but from my, like, she didn't grow up in St. Louis to my knowledge. Well, no, but, but I, I would say she's from your realm of influence. Yeah, and that's been, true. Uh, a helpful uh, guide and teacher. And I think today for our discussion, uh, we needed to bring in the, the big guns. Somebody yeah. that actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah, not me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Certainly so, not. So I don't know if you want to introduce our guest, get us kind of flowing and going. I'm sure they've read the title of the of the uh, podcast already, so they're yeah they're excited for the simplicity of what we're going to dive into. They know exactly what we're talking it's about. It's going to be super easy. Uh, you, I'll just preface with this. If you're watching on YouTube, you cannot see her. Uh, she, is, she is filling in. Uh, the role of the Holy Spirit in our podcast. <laughs> Just an unseen presence floating around. Um, but okay, uh, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, today we are talking to my worship professor from Lincoln Christian University, but now mostly at the Robert E. Weber Institute for Worship Studies, Danell, Dr. Danelle Franklin. Hello. Oh, thank hey, you Danelle. so much for being here. We're excited. So I hear, Ryan, you have a story for us to, to, to start this thing out. Okay, well, I have a story. We're not going to cut this out. We're just going to figure it out right now. Yeah, we're are we talking about out. baptism or are we talking about worship words? I mean, we got we to gotta make a decision. If it's baptism, I'm telling the story. It's baptism. That's what I think we're doing. Whichever one we're not talking about today, that's a podcast that's going to come out in a little bit. It is. Pretty quick. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's talk about worship words. Okay. Because I feel like we're more prepared for that. Done. <laughs> By a little bit. Um, so I don't have a story. No. Well, I mean, so here's the thing. When you came with this, when you came with this idea for this podcast, because we have two that we're, we're wanting to do. Yeah. Um, and specifically with uh, Danelle. And so I'm excited for uh, both of them. This one specifically, when you came and talked to me about it, though, it, it was kind of one of those things that at first I was like, what are you, what are you specifically asking me? Because like worship words, it's like, are you asking me like what words matter the most? What words, what are the, what are the yeah. reasons we say? So like perfect examples, like when I learned what the word amen meant. So like, that was like a, Oh, we've yeah. been saying that for a long time. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. I just knew I needed to say it. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we're doing today. There's a, there's a certain level of like insider talk whenever you get inside of any group especially a group with a history that's thousands of years old and spans every continent. I don't know how many churches are on Antarctica, but <laughs> most of the other ones. Uh, anyway, and so there's a certain level of insider language that unless it's taught, the only way you learn it is from context clues and just trying to pick it up um, just, just by how you see people using it. And so that's what today is. This is kind of part three in a dismantling walls that hold us back from real worship kind of series where we've talked about um, people getting stuck on kinds of music. We've talked about people getting stuck on um, different things. And this is something that people unintentionally get stuck on. Yeah. It's lack of knowledge. It's not, it's not inherent. But the English, English language is so confusing though, because it brings other languages in when it wants to. Yeah. So like carpe diem. You're like, you know, you don't know. I that's don't know. not no. English, natural English. It's not natural English. And so that's what, that what we're means. talking about today is worship words, most of which are, oh, what's the word? Uh, they've been transliterated. So they came from another language, and we didn't make a word that meant what that word meant. We just took that word and said it with our dialect, and we're like, this is our word now. 
So yep. a big example, we're going to talk about baptism in another podcast. Baptism. Baptismal. That, that is only an English word because we straight up stole it from Greek, which is baptizo. Trojan horsed it. Yep. Yeah. We did. So that word doesn't say what it means naturally, but the meaning is hidden when you go back to Greek and then you go to the definition. Of the I am Greek waiting. Word. I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to step in and correct anything we're saying, by the way. I'm just waiting. Uh, for <laughs> Are we wrong? <laughs> Grade the first seven minutes of this podcast. <laughs> Some of the words that you sent me are translation, not translation. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, just to make, I'm thinking can, mostly the first three, and if we have time, we'll get to the later ones. I'm not okay. 100% What's, what's sure your favorite? I mean, let's start with there. Like, what's, you got the list. What's the list? And then what's your uh, favorite? The, my favorite on the list is bless, and that is a translation, not a transliteration. Yeah. But we, mm. I mean, we can, I don't, you can talk in whatever order you wish. You're the ones... Oh no! I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I feel like we're we're following the leader here. So. I just didn't. I didn't want to over over confuse things about this. No, the, no, uh, we're plenty confused. Tell tell me about blessed because I'm already interested. I'm okay. already curious, and that's how this po- this how this podcast rolls. We just, oh, okay. We, Interesting curiosity. Yes. I love it. Well, the can I say a more general thing first? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Paint us paint us, the, to, paint us the background first. In response to what you were talking about, I. I think um, a lot of people have said to me over my career, like, we can't sing a hymn because the people don't understand the words in it, mm. right? Like, uh, we can't sing a mighty fortress is our God because nobody knows what a bulwark is, mm. right? So we're yeah. very we're very careful about that. But when it comes to these words, the ones that we're all talking about today, we sing them all the time in even contemporary songs, and we don't know what they mean, but that seems to be okay. So, yeah. so, so I really appreciate the the idea behind this. I think is, as I understand it, is to make sure that we understand what we're saying when we sing, yes, and just throw the words out there um, without any kind of understanding. Well, and our, yeah. I think I think our hope too is because most of the time it's either we know it's a good thing or we think it's a God thing or we have like a perception of what the word means. Right, but a lot of times it's either really shallow, uh, short of the real meaning, or it has no, you have no clue what you're actually saying. So I yeah. think it's really cool to clarify some of this. Yeah, good. So anyway, back to blessing. Uh, the reason it's a favorite word is because of it's um, it's like a dual word. We can bless God, but then God also blesses us, and that's really phenomenal to think about. That we we have as human beings, we have the I don't know, proclivity to be able to bless the Holy One ourselves. Like mm. that comes out of us. And he gives the blessings and we also bless him back. So in the Old Testament, the, I think the Hebrew word was Barak, which means to bless. And it you hear it over and over in the Psalms, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me, bless his holy name. It's a kind of a prayer. Yeah. Um, and it also had the originally sometimes had the connotation of raising the hand, which we've lost that completely, but it did have a physical connotation to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we, we sing the songs all the time, you know, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And it I think what you just said, it's become a throwaway word. It's just a word to get us to the next line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, it, is it like love? Is it like love, though, where like love has, you know, obviously it, it has a very powerful connotation, but I can also love a Snickers bar as well as my kid. Yeah. You know, yes. and I feel like bless 
is uh, is very similar to the way the culture has kind of taken that. And it's like, uh, oh, you're blessed. You know, something good happened to you. It was good fortune. It's maybe not attached to the holy. Because I think about the word blessed in my mind. Um, we're about to start our campaign uh, in November, <laughs> oh, which no. is so funny that you're saying this. Uh, it's called Bless to Bless. That's what the campaign is called. And it's generosity. It's we are sure. blessed to bless. And uh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> you know, it's like we literally put playing that campaign without knowing you were going to say this. So I'm like, it's well, a great yeah, it's, it's it's it for us. I'm not like yeah. a ringer. I'm um, not a ringer that you hired to come yeah, in. And I'm like, telling you, you know what? You're doing a great job. Holy we Spirit, didn't know man. how much we needed this. <laughs> um, I agree with that though. Like I was, uh, you know, shopping for uh, fall decorations, and many many of them have the word blessing on it. Yeah. Like blessed yeah. or blessing because we use it in the connotation you just described. I'm blessed you have these things yes. and anybody can use the word bless non-christians can and do yeah. use the word bless and it's also i i use this illustration off often um so let's see you're not quite in the south are you like you wouldn't be called missouri wants to be in the south but no we're yeah. not <laughs> well you know <laughs> illustration i use often is in the southern states the term bless your heart has a whole different connotation than it absolutely did yeah up north and uh that's become a real throwaway fl- a phrase, you know, well, bless your heart means yep. something quite different. You complete and idiot. So, <laughs> yeah. And so, and so it's amazing. It's, it's a amazing what might be going through people's minds when they sing that word at your church. Yes. Like, that's, and, yeah. if, if anything. Right. So, but my favorite part about blessing is the new Testament word, um, which is eulogia, the Greek word, the where we get eulogy from. Mm. So to bless is to say good things about someone. Wow. So like you do when someone dies and you get this whole um, deal about their life and good things. And Paul uses it three times in Ephesians 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And it's the same word, but it's blessed be God. We are blessing him who has blessed verbed us with blessings now. So that word is so full. And when you say, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, um, all of that, I think, is coming into play. I'm giving back. What I'm about to say is is saying the great things I know about God. And unpack it. My soul. Yeah, unpack it for because I love this. And and it's just making me think about Abraham. And yes. like yeah. the, the blessings that were passed down. Is that like, Genesis 12? Yeah. So like it's it's not only a eulogy, it's some sort of like continuation of kinship and, and yeah. family. The um, passage is the like, um, I will bless you and 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 this is kind of where we get blessed to bless mm-hmm. from, but I uh God's talking to Abram and and gonna change his name to Abraham, possibly in this chapter. I will bless you and bless you so so deeply that you have uh children more numerous than the stars and you will be a blessing. Yeah. Just like that's exactly what I was thinking. Pathway of yeah. blessing. That's, that's crazy. Is that so the Hebrew word obviously is not the same as the Greek, but it, is it similar in the sense of usage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's derived from the Hebrew. I mean, I don't want to c- confuse myself or anyone else, but I suspect it's the same word in the Septuagint. So yeah, it, so yeah, it's the same. It's the same root. It's the same root idea. But I think if our people would connect the idea that this word blessing has been traced through millennia through several languages and carries weight more of like um, 
I, I picture like, like an a, active love. Yeah, like a pastor talking about a union, you know, and like a blessing is kind of the father standing up and giving his blessing over this relationship, this union, yes. this, you know, that yeah. type of mentality where it's like it's it's way more than words. It's what he's doing. Right. Yeah. And it's not just what he's doing is the gift, but just his present. And, you know, I don't know. There's like a whole part of it that just seems to be wrapped up. It feels very it feels very uh, similar or easier for me to make the connection with how love is, because love can be a feeling, but it also can be an action. Um, you know, yeah. love can be a commitment, but it can also be something that can be broken. Uh, you know, like there's just a lot of parts of love that and I feel like blessing is I wish people would sing it like you're like you're saying it, because I think it would give it more power. Um mm-hmm. You know, bless the Lord, all my soul. It, like you said, if you would picture that idea that Paul says in Ephesians, like, yeah, you've been blessed. Yeah, you are blessing. And yeah, you are continuing to receive blessings. Like yes. God is, yeah. Yeah. And the song, the song that we like, you know, continue, it actually follows through. Bless the Lord, all my soul, all my soul. The sun comes up. It's a new day morning, right? Mm-hmm. It's time to yeah. sing his praise again. That's blessing. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. That shows who he is. That's a blessing. Right. And on that day that all all of those verses, I don't think we realize actually come back and recapture the idea of, of to bless. Yeah. And so, a lot of times we sing now like the Lord bless you. And that same yeah. word, same blessing. But now the Lord's blessing us again. It's just so powerful. Yeah. It'd be cool to to kind of almost like uh, teach that. It'd be fun to teach this in like a Sunday morning where you go, we're going to sing this verse this time, and we're going to think of a, this part of blessing. And the next time we're going to sing this verse, we're going to think about this part of blessing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The next thing you think about, you're going to think about this part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost like first part, you're just going to think about how God values you, and that is an amazing blessing. Yeah. Like he treasures you, your identity. Second thing you're going to think about is like how God listens to you and that he actually enjoys your eulogy to him, like your praise to him he enjoys. Yeah. And then the last is, and God continues to bless you. Like he's not done. He's faithful. That's what he loves. To, like, yeah, that would, that would be fun to kind of walk people through that. Cause if you yeah. sang it with those perspectives, I think it would make it fresh in each time. Yeah. I love that. And I, you know, we talk about this in our classes a lot. Like nobody likes a worship leader who preaches, you know, at when they're leading songs. Right. But a, a, the worship leader actually has the power to say two or three little words. Oh yeah. In the Old Testament, bless meant this, and now we sing. I mean, it's so mm. simple, uh-huh. but it just keeps and all these words that Ryan sent me today. This keep yeah. the reinforcement of don't forget this is what this means. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like you're teaching a new language to people, right? Absolutely. You wouldn't yeah. just put word out there and then not ever use it again. So, uh, I like what you just said would be brilliant to do throughout several weeks, um, as as you. Just reinforce that to people. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, and I think it would be, you know, obviously there's more words that we're going to talk about. I just think it would be a fun way to, because I think the temptation, it would be a fun way to bring back attention to the songs, because I think the temptation is sometimes, like you said, that we're singing so many of the same songs in similar ways with the same words that right. to, to make them fresh, it takes intentionality. Uh, but it yeah. really doesn't take much because I think at least so far what we've talked through it it actually reminds me that why these songs carried so much weight and why they've stuck around is because they're not shallow yeah and though they seem simple the 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 depth of their of their communication and what they're talking about is not yeah they're deep minds yeah. and i think this can two things one i think i'm absolutely going to steal this idea and uh lead a like 
pastor's breakout session before the respond worship retreat around this. I'm having like a lot of brainstorming ideas around blessing and how we can tie it in, whatever. Anyway, so just saying that so that I remember it in the future. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, that. <laughs> but secondly, uh, in the list of seven words that we have right here that we'll see if we get to all of them. I think the first three, that was a great place to start because then we go back to the first three, which are hallelujah, hosanna, and amen. And those are all ways that we can bless or be blessed uh, in speech like you were talking about in the New Testament with eulogia, eulogy, talking mm-hmm. well of. Um, so let's go back to the top of the list. Hallelujah is one of my favorite <laughs> on this list because of how widely the meaning has spread now. Um, like, like uh, in a weird way, I've seen like the word hallelujah go through um, some common use in charismatic churches and like late t- 1800s, early 1900s, and really hold a deep root in a lot of traditionally black churches that, uh, that were separated during segregation strongly. And like um, they held on to this tradition of using hallelujah as an active praise, like a, a, a response to something good. And, and then I've watched like random groups of people who are not Christian adopt hallelujah because of that. Hmm. Um, so like, like uh, <laughs> even on dancing with the stars, uh, there's this uh, African-American trans dancer yeah. who is a, or not trans, I'm sorry. Uh, drag, yeah. drag queen dancer who uses hallelujah as a response to stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy how far that word has like seeped from Christianity out into like popular culture. What's it just that, like spans. Its what's wings. that famous song? Hallelujah. What's the, Oh, the uh, David Cohen, David Cohen song. Hallelujah. Leonard, Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Leonard Cohen. There Leonard, we go. Like David that, Cohen that is song a is a perfect example, right? It sounds like a Christian song. Yeah. Every time. And then you're like, Oh no, no it's not. It's not a Christian <laughs> song. Yeah, and he was Jewish. So, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it, you're. I, I, I'm resonating with what you're saying. It's, it's become a word for everybody to use for anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but I honestly, when people use it, they're not, they're off on who they're saying it I to, mean, but they're yeah, not off. I'm on like, like everything we're talking about, like every word now. I'm like worried that I don't really know what it means. Like I'm terrified. <laughs> like I'm like, I know, like I know I don't know. So I'm, I'm like I like legitimately, legitimately I'm like I'm terrified now that because like, I'll say hallelujah when I win a video game. Like yeah, you know, like you know, like I'm like great. I'm, so give us a good definition. Like what is what is hallelujah intended to be? I mean, it's probably as dense as blessed, but. Um, yeah. Well, no, actually, I don't think it is. I, okay. I've actually, um, it, it, uh, hala means to praise, to boast about. Okay. And yah, yah is just a short form of Yahweh. So it's to boast about God. To boast yeah. about God. Liter- yeah, the literal God. definition is just praise God, which we yeah. also hear people say interchangeably with hallelujah. Yeah. Which is right. The, the thing. That was not how I was using it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. But it's, I'm just, well, I'm glad we're straightening you out here. That's yeah. This is our uh, our our intervention for Trevor. I mean, I speech. I'm trying to think of like a modern oh, term yeah. that would have, um, it'd be like saying like woohoo. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I did. Yeah. Like like those are just like 
exclamations. And I think the but it feels here, like a Hebrew explanation. Like that's what it felt like to me. It was kind of like I, I was. I, think, I bet a lot of people don't know when they say hallelujah that Yah is in reference to God. Yeah. I mean, they don't, to Yahweh. They not, I yeah. mean, especially non Christian people that they don't yeah. realize that they just praised God when they say that. So I just need to say ha la 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 la. Like that's a little. Ha la 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 la. Okay. Well, so, so but I was, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, when when was this used or what was the context for this being? Because obviously that's a simpler thing, but it's in a lot of songs. Yeah. So like, I mean, well, it's, David, David used it a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. I was going to yeah. say, so David used it a ton. It's, um, it's way, way, way old. I mean, I would imagine it goes back to near the beginning of praise, but I, I can't prove that. But I, um, I'm, I'm, I feel certain like it. It shows up before David, but I couldn't point to that for sure. But uh, it's just a, it was one of the primary um, forms of expression of praise. So is it, yeah. is it more cultural or is it more in the Psalms? Because I'm trying to think of times that I heard it outside of the Psalms. So it's like um, whether or not the actual use of this word, like what it's, what it's capturing when you say hallelujah, it's just like, under blessing, it is like the speech part of blessing, and it is specifically speech to Yahweh. So where you could exclaim because something good happened and say woohoo, that's a random exclamation. That's just a noise that shows how you feel. Yeah. But hallelujah is kind of exclaiming with gratefulness to God and attributing to God. So uh, not a hallelujah, but a hallel would be, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. Hello. You are praising them, but not not Yah. Yeah. That you're not you're not praising the Lord in that moment. Maybe you attribute it to the Lord later, but like you are praising them. So the verbal like affirmation and attribution yeah. side, like I've am I close yeah, or right sounds, there? That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. I would I would say that the reason it shows up in the Psalms is because the Psalms is a musical book. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's the, it's the first place where you see music as having significance. I mean, like music doesn't become a standard part of, I mean, it's, it doesn't become a standardized God directed part of worship until David. Yeah. So I think that's probably why it shows up there scripturally because yeah. we're starting then to hear under David, we start to hear what the songs are about and what they would, would be like. Yeah. So I, my suspicion is that word was not something that was new. It just, we, it starts to be standardized well, and, and then you yeah. hear it throughout the rest of scripture. So and, I have this thought that's bouncing around in my head that maybe is completely wrong and it's not a word, but I have this statement Allah Akbar in my head of like, God is great or God is good. Mm. And, I would sure love to look that up. And it's, it's the Islam's version. Mm-hmm. It sounds like of hallelujah. It's like mm-hmm. this version that they use and they, they, they exclaim it. They, they, they shout it. They, they have this moment of like um, basically describing what it is. And it's also something that um, they would say in the negative. And that's where I guess I'm going with this. Would hallelujah be used when something was really rough or hard, but you were still trying to give praise to God? Um. Cause that's, because sometimes I feel like maybe it's underutilized when you're trying to submit yourself to God 
and so remind th- yourself of his greatness. I think you're close, but the motivation of what you're talking about with Allahu Akbar mm-hmm. is off. Okay. So the the meaning according to the dictionary from Google, uh, <laughs> very accurate. So sorry if this is super wrong, but uh, it just says a phrase meaning God is most great. There you go. So not off. It has God in there as the subject receiving whatever, and it has the the praise part is most great. But I think because of that, the way it would be used in a lot of prayers and a lot of normal, like, Islamic worship, I'm hoping I'm right. And if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. somebody correct me. But I don't know that any of us know what we're talking about. Well, I know just But I think it's to. like a, a, like, he is great statement. Yeah. And that, as it's used before tragic events, it's, it's attributing whatever good is going to come out of it. Whatever yeah. good the extremists who are doing that think is coming they're attributing that to God and they rather would, than like, this is hard. And having, you know, I, not a, an extensive amount, but going to Egypt and stuff, they use it in crappy situations, good situations. Yeah. It's, it's stressful situations. Any situation where they, they're trying to remind themselves that they are not God and that they're placing it in God's hands. I think it's closer to like the way they use it would be closer to us saying like, give thanks to God. Yeah. Or God is faithful. Yeah. God is great. Even if I'm suffering might be it, but it's not like. Anyway, I don't know how much that ties to hallelujah. I, I, I just had that thought. I don't know. Yeah, yeah because what, what you described, God is great, that's a description of God. Hallelujah is not a description of God. There you it's go. an actual yeah. expression. Yeah. So Okay. I do know this. I do know this. Every person I've ever met who speaks Christian, I've ever met who speaks another language, uses the term hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds the same in every language. Every language. Yeah, yeah, because it is, as Ryan said, transliterated, right? Yeah. So that's so it cool. didn't translate the word; he just took it. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, so, so that just makes me think of Revelation then, and so we will have things in common in Revelation, even without right. shared language. We can all sit around and just sing Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. We can all say God is great it yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and it depends if it's Hallelujah or Hallelujah. I don't know. We'll find out for sure. Yeah. Or hallelujah with no H. Oh, gosh. Get out of here. We'll separate into those camps yeah. pretty quick in heaven. No, I'm kidding. You know, I was thinking, Brian was talking about historically, and I'm thinking back to like 17, I don't know, 40-something, when Handel wrote hallelujah, right? Yeah. And that pretty much the whole song is hallelujah, right? And the king stood up for it at the end. It was so great. So it has a long, long, rich history, history. Mm-hmm. of yeah. being a, a word of praise for sure. So I, uh, yeah. I'm very interested in the next one on this list because it's something that I've studied and I've had to preach on so many times on good Friday. And it's a word that I think has, I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you would talk about is the word Hosea. Yeah. Hosanna. Hosanna. Sorry. Hosanna. I was thinking of the character <laughs> Hosanna. And I think, yeah, I, I have my thoughts, but I'm, I'm I'm kind of curious and very nervous now and tentative to try to what teach me I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know a lot about it. Oh my gosh, here we go. Here, here we go. go. So um, my understanding has always been it means God saves, right? Yep, God saves, yeah. and. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it was an old term. Um, I'm pretty sure it was used um, when Israel had kings. Um, but I think it was a stolen word, if I'm remembering. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was 
T-shirts. I'm pretty sure it was a stolen word because they they would actually use it for emperors or conquering kings that would return home, and they would declare it over the returning army or the returning king. And so it was a word that, yeah, of course, it has like triple meaning or in Good Friday, right, where it's like, the they think it's going to be a literal king. It's actually the king of kings, but it's actually the savior king. And so it's like this triple entendre of like meaning, but it has intense. Hey, you're doing research right now. I, I love am. it. I Absolutely. Love it. Do research while I spit lies, and then you guys can correct him in a minute. Well, this, I, if this is not true, then I'm disappointed because it sounds great. It sounds it's, really it's, great. It's really, in my, in my research, it, it, was, it was such a cool thing because they were <laughs> – so this was always the thought that I had. So if you guys destroy this, I'm really going to be sad. Uh, or if we find out it's not true. Uh, the thought process was they are welcoming a conquering king in a Roman way. <laughs> or in a in a non... I think you're thinking of... But nothing you're saying is that far off. I mm. think you're thinking of gospel good news. Mm-hmm. That like... It's yeah, the good it, news. Too. That same like... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's not far off. So according to Strong's dictionary, which I did not look up on my phone right now, nope. um, yeah, the 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 Hebrew form, uh, yeah, means uh, oh save now or save us now or praising God for saving us past tense. Some of those things he did save now. So yeah, all all that kind of fits. That like it is while it is kind of like Hallelujah in the mm-hmm. generality, it's similar. It's more about the the salvation, the deliverance, the the that and, side of and it. And it's not very commonly used in our songs. Not a ton. It's it's pretty commonly used in psalms, but I would say in our current worship songs. And I think also on Palm Sunday. Yeah. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So if we don't transliterate that, then yeah. God save us or God has saved us. One of those. Blessed is he who comes. The, in the reason name I love the word is because it's still true in the context that it was originally said in, that there are times when I'm crying out, Hosanna, I am thinking about my immediate context that I need saving yeah. from my immediate moments. But then I'm also know I'm very aware that there is an ultimate saving that I need from that is also a cry of my heart, right? So it's that like I'm suffering now, but I also want, can you save me from the suffering from later? Yeah. Uh, it's like kind of a full picture and there are times when I feel like I am completely caught up in the in the context of now. And then there are times yeah. when I'm just I'm just praying for heaven to come faster. Yeah. And I'm just waiting, you know. And I find it curious that those people were probably more in the immediate, but Jesus was working on more of the eternal, which is is kind of cool. Um yeah. what's the next one on the list? Okay, Unless you have God any thoughts if you did any research. Nope. Okay. Nope. She's, the Holy Spirit has confirmed that I am true. <laughs> All things are right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I've confirmed that you know more than I do. So. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, YouTube. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are quickly running out of time, but one I do want to make sure we get to, because I feel like, hallelujah, that's, it's nice, but it, I feel like it didn't need to be transliterated. I like that it was, and I like where we are now. But I feel like praise the Lord makes sense with how it is. Now, this next word, I feel like makes sense as transliterated because I don't see an easy way to capture everything that it means, which is amen or amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so curious because I'm like, I don't, I, (laughs) every single one of these words. Ryan, I have no idea where you're going with this. Okay, great. Everybody listen up. I'm very smart. (laughs) 
This is what he's been wanting to do the whole time. Ryan's mom just clapped out loud. Uh, <laughs> I'm not typing it in right now, but here's here's what I do know about it. Um, let me pull open uh, a handy right dandy here, notebook. My handy dandy notebook. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm in. It kind of has a few different things we wouldn't all use one English word for. Um, uh, so it it could mean in in some uses, let it be so or let it be true, which is a shaky yeah. English way of 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 saying what they were trying to do. I agree. Which yeah. Andrew Hill in Enter His Courts with Praise, a uh, book that I really love, and it's honestly way easier to read for as deep as it is than some of the other books on the same kind of topics. That's cool. um, anyway, uh, he says that one one form of this, uh, amen, confirms a wish, command, or prophecy. So mm. think like uh, mm. Old Testament covenants. Let um, it be so. You're, you're making a promise to each other. Mm. Um, I'm thinking about the one covenant with Abraham, uh, walk between the two halves of the animals in the, yeah. in the little river of blood. This sounds very sad. Uh, but But they're making a promise to each other. And then that finishing binding thing, this relational promise to each other, is whether or not it is the word amen, it's the idea amen. They're binding these things together. Now, we can't just say amen and make God do it, but but when we say amen at the end of our prayers... That is so kind of the function. Is this is this let it be let it be so and yeah. let it be? Uh yeah. Not let it be like leave it alone. No. But yeah. So sometimes in the gospels, Jesus will say, Amen, Amen. Mm-hmm. Which is like really let it be. Like emphasize. I agree, I agree. It it will be so or or something like that. I'm trying to think what is the English statement that that is like, I agree with that, but it's like tight you know what i mean yeah like in a word i agree with what was just said affirmatively Uh, yeah affirmative almost like straight up like i affirm that yeah Hmm. i think most people say amen don't they i mean isn't that they do they do i i I guess i'm trying to because like i will be watching like a movie and my mom was famous for this yeah so she's watching this is like like we'll watch we'll watch rudy you know the old rudy movie Mm -hmm. and then he'll get called onto the field and then the players will lift him up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the, then one of the coaches will go, you're more football player than any country I've ever coached. And my mom would be like, amen. Like she would, you know, like she would, yeah. I'm like, we're not in church. You know, like, yeah. we're, like we're watching Rudy, you know? Yeah. And, but that was how she used it. Yeah. It's an affirmative. Yeah. Like I and agree with that. It has that positive side. Uh, Andrew Hill also says, um, amen also marks the acceptance of the consequences associated with the divine curse. Ooh. And I think, I think if we had to tie up what "amen" means, it's it's uh, it's similar to, um, I think what happens when a group of people is praying, but it's one person saying the words. You say "amen" to say, "I agree with that. I'm on that side. I'm on that team. It's allegiance. We're in it. We're in it. Good or bad, whatever. It's 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 a binding kind of word. Is it kinship? Yeah, I um, is it agonize? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, ish, ish. So I, th- it's just like showing where your allegiance is. Yeah. It's it's uh it's uh betting on the the what's the table in a casino where they have the spins and you drop the ball in and yes, it, and you bet on the oh, whatever. I, I, uh, it's like claiming your bet, but mm-hmm. not in a 
totally yeah. uninformed relationally. Amen is like for for us who are not God and can't just make statements and make them true by saying amen. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus had a little more information behind his amen. Uh but but for the rest of us amen is like a declaration of where we stand and what we want. So if I was a business leader, I'm just taking this out of the church world. I'm a yeah. business leader and I'm proposing new terms of contract. So I'm like, hey, we're going to work 38-hour weeks instead of 40-hour weeks, and we're going to work three twelves, you know, with two overtime hours. And um, do you guys agree with that? They could say amen. Yeah. Technically. I think a, a phrase in English that could kind of capture some of this is like, my heart or our heart is with that. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, um, that's what I was trying to draw out. You don't necessarily have any, you don't necessarily have any, any way of making that thing happen, but you're kind of picking your heart allegiance on that. My, uh, the Ryan taught me something the other day, which was super rare. So that's why I remember it. Just kidding, Ryan. Uh, uh, I don't even know Colossians chapter three. Uh, Paul says, I am contending for you while I'm in chains. And so the word there is agonize in a lot of, and that has been our new kind of mantra for the, for the power of prayer is this like partnering with somebody, agonizing with them, contending with them, like joining them in their suffering and their celebrations in their struggle. And I feel like amen is like a binding of wills. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like a binding of your will to someone else. You're like joining in with what they're working on, what they're working through, what they're hoping for, what they're celebrating, what they're speaking, if it's true. Yeah. And I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Great. Moving on. We did it. We crushed it. (laughs) I think. uh, Hallelujah. The last thing I was going to say about Amen is I think our like divine hope. I've heard. It's going great. <laughs> Don't worry. Is this exactly what you wanted? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Danelle, is there one other word from this list that you want to hit? Because I don't think we have time to hit everything else. But I guess the only one that really interested interested in me was interested in you uh, was fellowship, which was an interesting word to include here because yeah. it's not a word we say often in music or yeah. liturgy. But it is a it's a word we use, and we usually use it out of context, you know, like the yeah. fellowship meal, and we're really talking about eating as opposed to the spiritual connection that we have. So the, yeah. the Greek word is a it's a it's it's a New Testament word. So the Greek word means it, uh, the inner uh, the the uh, connection we have because of the Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah, only Christians can really have that kind of fellowship, right? Yeah, wow. It's the, it's the Holy Spirit. It's a spirit-driven connection. And so I sometimes wish we would use it more carefully in our gatherings or what we talk about. That's um, sad that the Lord yeah. of the Rings got it better than we did. Yeah, it's true. It is the Lord <laughs> yeah. of the Rings. <laughs> like, yeah. That makes it's more cool. sense. The Tolkien Fellowship of the Ring. knew the Bible, so he probably had it straight. I just, yeah. That's so cool. As many when you said, I was like, the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, the one ring that bound them all. <laughs> one spirit. No. It's not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a sermon series based on the Fellowship of the Rings. Yes. I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness. But yeah, that's right. And and so it's become another throwaway word. 
Yeah. Uh, That's super sad because I, I do feel like uh, we've been trying to capture what, what friendship is, and we've been trying to talk about biblical friendship a little bit, and we've, we, we land on the word kinship a lot. Like we want, you know, we want you to get in community groups, but we really want you to just have kinship. We want you to feel like you are brothers and sisters, that you're connected, like you celebrate. And, you know, we have a statement where it's like, nobody calls the church with good news. Like nobody calls me and like tells me things are going great. They only call when things are falling apart. And if we're your first phone call, that breaks my heart. If something goes really bad or something goes really, and you have to call all the way to a pastor to find a friend or to find, and to find Christian community to, yeah, and like, support. Hey, that's so sad. We want people to have it. And yeah. what we're ultimately really wanting is them to have real fellowship. We yeah. want them to have that bond. Yes. Um, and that is, that sh- why isn't that in more songs? Like so, that doesn't make sense to me. Then if that's if that's the word, I think our idea of fellowship rhyme with anything. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't rhyme with anything. That's true. We got to change the word. Other than <laughs> what's the Greek word? <laughs> <laughs> Greek word is fellowship. Uh, We're transliterating a word right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, the Greek word is koinonia. Hey! Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. We knew that. Yeah, yeah we should just use that. Participation in so. And, and that's where I think we get lost with fellowship because what I was taught about fellowship growing up wasn't what, like nobody taught me, but what I was taught by context clues was that fellowship means a musty church basement and button up short sleeve shirts tucked into your slacks. And that's what fellowship is. And uh, the same fellowship happens after a funeral with KFC and it's, and that's what fellowship is. And it's kind of true, but, but kind of what I, what I learned by context clues was that it is an event. Um, which it kind of is, but I, I've heard, uh, Sky Jatani on the, the Holy Post podcast talk about what we think about when we think about church a bunch. And he says there are pretty much four definitions and I'm going to jumble this, but church is the event. Some of us mean that when we say that some of us mean the building, Yep. some of us mean the entity, the organization, 5013C. So like Kingsway, mm-hmm. Kingsway is not a bunch of people, but Kingsway is who it hires and is its budget and mm-hmm. is like the entity, like the yeah 501c3 organization. But at, at the end, what, what Kingsways as a church should be and what the worldwide church as a church should be is a family. Should be and a fellowship, fellowship is re- yeah. reserved for that. Like we, we share in fellowship in a special way on Sunday morning because we can all see each other, mm-hmm. but we should have fellowship in that we're ready to respond to bad news and we want to meet together regularly and, and that, like, like exactly what you're talking about, the kinship, the family side of it. And that agonizing prayer thing seems to connect so well to this because that's ultimately what we're trying to get them to do is join in, you know, because the number one yeah. text I send to people right now when I am pastoring and trying to care for people is that God is faithful and I am with you. Yeah. And it's 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 almost like this, like, like I'm not with you, but I am with you. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about your life. I'm yeah. pondering your problems. I'm... I'm going to God with your heartbreak and I'm asking him to do things. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's a difference that when you lock elbows, you know what I mean? And you kind of go yeah. the direction I think the spirit is calling it. It really is like you're saying the best version of what the church is supposed to be, not just yeah, the building, so, not just the location. Oh, sorry. So when, when Acts says that they continued in the uh, apostles doctrine, the fellowship, the breaking of the prayers, yeah. The, fellowship piece there's definitely a togetherness about that that mm. word and they they had to be together to experience that to do that yeah experience fellowship 
it was present, but they couldn't experience it unless they were together. And then the rest of the rest of that passage explains what that was like. They shared what they had in common. No one went hungry, which is what you're talking about. Yeah, the fellowship has consequences of reality. Mm-hmm. The deep. I'm trying to. I think trying to think what Richard Foster's definition. It's something like the deep inward connection of the spirit, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But then that has consequences of actual physicality. Being yeah. being together, doing together, caring together. And I think the the corporate side or the community side where like they're physically closer together, whereas, you know, fellowship would be spirit. So we can be connected with all those around the world, right? Technically through that definition. But I think there is a celebration when this is done well, that when those people do come into close proximity, that their hearts are kind of lifted or excited. And I feel that like I went to lunch with a friend today that I hadn't seen in a long time. And he and I have been around the world together, done all kinds of things. And it's amazing how quickly when you get together and you just share a few words and you have a laugh or two, how amazing nothing's it's been that way. You're just apart. You know what I mean? Like you, you had the same mentality of the same friendships, the same love. When I read acts, that's what I feel like. It's like, yeah, they were all, there was so much stuff going on, but when they came together, they were of one spirit. They, they knew exactly what they were doing. They were joined together. Their fellowship is their bond together, but FaceTime in a meeting in a gathering is the most, uh, intimate way to rekindle that and to renew it. Mm-hmm. And it also, I think just, it, it, re- <laughs> it's kind of like one of those, like, you know it when you see it, you know, yeah. it when you feel it, yeah. it, it, like you can almost, it's, it's like love. It's like, I don't always, I can't always come up with the best definition of love, but I know it when I see it, yeah. you know, and you're like, no, that, that was love. Like that, that was deep love. Um, and so I, I feel like with fellowship, a lot of times uh, I've been in a lot of fake, fake rooms, like you were talking about earlier, where People thought we were in the fellowship hall, but no fellowshipping was going on. It was the mashed potatoes <laughs> hall. You know, um, it was it was a bunch of kids who really didn't want to be there, and a bunch of adults that were doing it to make grandma happy. And you know, I I think about the difference between that and you mentioned this earlier of when someone dies and they were loved, and you go into that same fellowship hall and everybody's crying and everybody's mourning and everybody and it's and it's fellowship. It's of one yeah. spirit of this heart thing that's been broken. And, you know, I, I think weddings are similar. And yeah. it's, it's crazy how those things have that fellowship mindset to it in my mind. So, yeah, that's, that's really neat. I think if we could tie this all together at the end and use all these words at one time. That would be the best. Think about that funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does hallelujah fit in? Well, he lived a good life and he dedicated his life to the Lord and, and mm-hmm. in prayer and whatever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just went to that funeral a few uh, last yeah. month. One of my friends from Dallas died. Uh, Mark Worley, long time. Uh, he, he worked there for 40 plus years. We worked together. Was he the one yeah. I had that class with? No, that was Mark. That was a different Mark. Okay. Different Mark from Texas. Yeah. He's still alive. Okay. As far as- I was like, he looked fine the last time I saw him. I mean, this was a beloved person there were like seven, 800 people at this gathering yeah. and all the things you just described went on at that yeah. gathering, Ryan. But the, you know what the last song was hymn of heaven. Mm, yeah. There will be a day when right. The mm, hallelujah yeah. part of it. So I, 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 that's a reality to me as you, you talk about that and that all is based around the fellowship of everybody who knew him, knew him because of his relationship to Jesus. 
and everybody in that room who didn't all know each other were celebrating because of a relationship to Jesus. That connection. Beautiful picture of what real fellowship really is. I I love that because Andy Stanley has a thing that says that every funeral is a collection of either the people that you have loved and the people that loved you. That is all that is in the room. Mm, Wow. Yeah. I've always thought about that, but this is giving that, that light where love is the spirit at the center of that, of those experiences. It's the grieving of the love that's lost and the grieving of the love that was given that still remains. And there's like fellowship around that. And I really like that because I do believe that 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 ultimately was the heart of God and why he came. Right. Yeah. He he had that. He longed for that fellowship that was missing. Yeah. Which is that is so cool. I think when people hear Philippians 2 and they hear uh, have the same mindset as Christ who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But uh, paraphrasing now, like Mm. gave that up and emptied himself. Kenosis, Mm. whatever. Um, as they think about that, they think about like, oh, is he going to miss that guy who feeds him grapes in heaven or whatever? Yeah. No, like he misses fellowship with the Father and the Holy Spirit in the same way that he had it unhindered um, before his incarnation. And so that's among the other reasons why he prays so much. Uh, the way that the way that Andy says it is exactly what she said. It's like, uh, just imagine everybody that's ever loved you well being alive and being able to be with you. Yeah. How awesome of a place would that be? Everybody that's ever loved you well and loved you selflessly all at one time being with you. And he's like, that's what God wants. That's all God wants. He wants to love you and he wants to be with you. And his his plan is no different than how great it would be for us to experience it here with good people. Yeah, He's just longing to make it a place that everybody can be. I have enjoyed this tremendously. Um, yeah. I was a little hesitant because I am not the worship person, and definitely I'm <laughs> dyslexic and don't read well. So I was like, words, great. This will go awesome. Yeah, uh, when you said Hosea instead of uh, Hosanna, I was like, that's yeah. a little different. <laughs> a little bit different. I look forward to Ryan's song that he's going to write that has all seven words in it. I think yes. that Yes. Will- oh, yeah. Amen. Any closing thoughts for us? I really appreciate your time and uh, your wisdom. No, thank you. It's a, been a great discussion. I've enjoyed it tremendously. So I hope it has, um, you know, I hope it has some fruit for people who are listening to it, especially for your congregation there. And I hope to visit sometime and, I would love that. Yeah. Sit, um, sit in the audience and yell amen during the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will not amen that. <laughs> <laughs> and if we have an awkward greeting time, you can yell, Hosanna, God save me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out how to use all seven words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for everybody that's listened, um, uh, especially if you've listened this long. And I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, no gold stars today. All right. Just uh, Just silver ones. Um, if you made it to the, if end. you made it to the end, good job, mom. Um, and <laughs> thank you, mom. <laughs> so your mom's going, amen. Yep. Amen. She is. She is. I you, want my, you may not be a regular listener, but those are our two most regular listeners <laughs> are both of our moms. So thank you. Well, uh, as for all anybody else that's still listening, we really appreciate you. Feel free to share this, leave a review, uh, uh, as any, if you have any other words that you'd like to hear us talk about that we yeah. didn't cover, we'd love to know those ones and yeah. we'll make it part two. And absolutely. Other than that, Ryan, any closing thoughts? You good? No. Amen. All right. Thank you again. And, uh, have a great and glorious day, Lord. We'll see you later. See ya. See ya.